The culture that Sam Pittman has every day in our working environment, you can't beat it. Uh, I don't, you know, I've not worked that many places, but you can't tell me it's better somewhere else. I think we've got a great uh, administrative support. The fan base is the, the best I've ever seen. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, for me and my family and what we have going on defensively and program-wise, um, it's the best job in the country for me right now. No, explosive plays is a huge reason you win. And it's a huge reason if you give them up on defense that you lose. And that and turnovers, those are two of the most important stats that are out there today. And uh, we've, we've gotten better at it this spring, and we're going to continue to get better at it. And we had an emphasis all spring, we're going to throw the ball down the field. So we can take that as an indication. Yeah, you got to. you got to be able to create play. Everywhere season. I've ever been before. I mean, last year we didn't do it as much. Injuries, and a receiver lost two or three of the receivers and things. But we're going to take shots down the field. You've got to be able to do it, and you've got to be able to create it. So you got to practice them and go. And we're going to continue to do them. Got to. He's going to dive and put his head down in the spring game when I'm blowing the whistle. I mean, that, that's that's the only thing I was upset about him, with him today. But uh, no, I mean he's, you know, he's he's a competitor. Uh, as I've mentioned, I mean, you all see it. I mean, every time he takes the field, he's trying to get better. He's competing. He's he's worried about being the best player for himself. He knows he'll help us uh, when he does that. But he's very driven, and he's getting better in a lot of ways. You know, I felt like he was a little off on one throw today, but uh, you know, most of the time he looked uh, very smooth and very clean. I'm sure Rich and him will watch the film and look at the footwork and all the little things that he's working on to become a, a, a even better player. Oh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braden. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm not going to lie, Shane. I'm getting a little buzz here from the Saturday <laughs> action. I know it's just spring games, but mm, that's all the SEC football we're going to get for a couple months. So I was soaking it up watching Kentucky. Texas A&M and Auburn over the weekend so I figured this would be a, a great opportunity to hop on the line and kind of just share my thoughts on uh, those games and a little bit uh, there's other SEC news so how's that sound to you brother that sounds good so you were the only fan watching Kentucky huh no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding I, I felt bad for him you know I, I felt bad for the fans because as you know, this East Tennessee, Kentucky weather, I mean, and, and I guess it's like this everywhere. I don't know, but it's been absolutely crazy here lately. Right. It goes from 70 degrees, everybody's getting sunburnt, and the next day it's there's snow on the ground. I mean, there was, it was literally snowing yesterday, and then it got up to over 70 again today. So it's just like, no wonder everybody's sick, you know? And I felt bad because it hit on Saturday up there, and I can only imagine how cold it was in Lexington, but... You know, free game or not, that's a tough one to go to if you're just going to go up there and watch your ball club So when you could watch it at home. So I, I felt bad for those guys, but, but boy, was Vol Twitter fired up, man. <laughs> yeah, and Shane, I, I got to admit I was partly responsible for this, and, you know, I knew the they were talking that the weather was going to be rough. So, you yeah. know, I didn't expect a big crowd, but I honestly, I didn't know that there was a damn snowstorm um, mm -hmm. about two hours before kickoff. So it was understandable. But uh, like I said, our buddy Nick Roush over there at Kentucky Sports, 
He mm-hmm. tweeted out from the press box covering the game, the outstanding coverage he does over there at Kentucky Sports Radio. But he showed the spring game, and literally there's like 100 people there. And yeah. I, so I tweeted that. I just retweeted it. I, that's all I did. I wasn't mocking it or anything, but I was just like, my goodness. I, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize there was a blizzard an hour yeah. before, but some of the comments, Shane, were just gold, <laughs> including uh, one fan, let's throw his tweet up here, had no idea that uh, Kentucky was going to be honoring Vanderbilt in, with the spring game. I thought that was great. Someone else talked about the uh, the shortages up there at Kroger have gotten even worse than anticipated. So this is how you know, Shane, that SEC oh. football truly, I mean, we care about it more than anything. I mean, who who in the hell is throwing zingers at Pac-12 spring attendance? You know, like, nope. they don't Nobody. Even, they don't even hold those damn spring games. Mike, you know what I mean? there, there's no such thing as offseason in the <laughs> SEC, son. You know, there is never a day – that goes by that a Tennessee fan can't make fun of Kentucky, that a that a Bama fan can't make fun of Auburn, that a you know it just it, I love watching it around the league and spring games were were no short of jokes, uh, but it was really really good to see these boys get out there uh, a little little taste man that's all it is this is an appy a little appetizer a little blooming onion for you guys and uh, we're just waiting for some real football but this is as close as we're gonna get for a little bit and it was nice seeing some uh, some action man. Yeah, so like I said, we'll break those down in just a minute here, Shane, but a uh, little bit of news across the SEC that I want to touch on first. And, mm-hmm. man, next this time next week, Shane, there's going to be so much going on. We've got six spring games on Saturday. Yep. We've got Florida playing Thursday night. So we have got a ton of action here in the, mm-hmm. in the week to come. So we're going we're gonna to be hitting on all those teams all week. But – uh, so I can't spend a, a whole episode breaking down sp- scrimmages that happened <laughs> while we had spring games as well. So we're going to hit on a lot of the scrimmage talk the rest of the week. But yeah, one team that is coming to an end here in a, in a week, Shane, the Georgia Bulldogs, the defending national champions. Mm-hmm. And we had some big news there in Athens here on Sunday because two former five-star linemen, Amarius mm-hmm. Mims and Clay Webb, both hitting the transfer portal here. On Sunday, now Webb, you know, I'm not calling him out because I, th- I certainly think both these guys are going to get plenty of offers. But yeah, I think for Webb, he, it, this is a situation where he just he was struggling to get on the field, and mm-hmm. hell, Georgia's loaded with linemen, so maybe that says more about Georgia than anything else. But Amarius Memshane, I don't think there's any question he's maybe the top prospect in the transfer portal right now. And mm-hmm. some of that is just how massive potential he has. He's, I believe he's only a sophomore. So, you know, he's got several years ahead of him. But more importantly, there's just not a lot of left tackles available in the right. transfer portal. I mean, Vanderbilt's got a guy, Sheen, who, again, I'm, I'm not trying to trash him or anything. He's a solid player. But you should see his scholarship offer. <laughs> I mean, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, everybody in the country is after this Sheen. I think uh, – Anybody that uh, is in any kind of need for an offensive tackle, and that's basically the entire country, they're going to be beating down <laughs> Mims' door to get him on campus. And uh, according to Mike Griffith over there at Dog Nation, mm-hmm. now here's the interesting part, Shane. This does not have, in his words, the path to the starting left tackle job was open to Mims. And this is more about getting out there and seeing what his value is. And Mm-hmm. This is where we're at, Shane, in the NIL era, and, and maybe this is why some yeah. people are totally against it and don't want to see it, but 
hell, if he's worth something and someone's willing to pay him, <laughs> and apparently Florida, Florida State, Miami already on on Mims, I guarantee yeah. you LSU, Tennessee, they're probably beating down his door along with many, many others here. But uh, it's pretty wild, Shane, isn't it? That uh, Now, the deadline's May 1, so we're a couple weeks mm-hmm. away from that, de- that transfer portal deadline. So we're going to see a lot of marquee players potentially hit this portal in the coming weeks. But we're going to find out what a starting left tackle is worth in the SEC. Because yeah. I think yeah. as soon as Mims makes a commitment, he's going to have some NIL hit his door conveniently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the thing about it, Mike, is uh, – I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. Uh, oh, what is his name? Mike Mike Gundy. Have you ever heard of that guy? Yes, sir. You know, and, and it seems like every year there's a hot name that hits the press that, you know, he's looking for a new job or he's fielding new opportunities. And guess what? Oklahoma State just turns around and gives him some more money. <laughs> so don't be surprised if that's not what this is. I, I, I mean, I don't right. know the entire situation. But, you know, there is a lot of money being handed out down there in Athens, and maybe these guys don't feel like they're getting quite enough. But once you put your name in the portal, you better you better believe some of these boosters are talking. And, and, and don't be surprised if Mims doesn't stick around. Now, now the other one, I get, I get his situation, but, you know, don't – I don't. I wouldn't panic because this is also the, that this is the next chapter of NIL, and, and it's it used to be the transfer portal for the few years. If you weren't going to get some playing time, well, you're bouncing, you're gone. You know, mm-hmm. coaches promise you something, you didn't get it, you're gone. Well, now you're going to see. Well, why why should why should this guy get paid? playing the same position or on the other side of me and I'm not getting as much as him and he's driving around these brand new cars. You know what I'm saying? So th- don't be surprised if we don't see more of this and it's not not so much a fear of them leaving. It's just, hey, man, I will go if I don't get paid what I think I'm worth. Yeah, absolutely, Shane. We've, there's been a number of guys that have hit the portal and then a day or two later, what do you know? They take their name right out and, yeah, you know, they're not – broadcasting it but that's generally what you're seeing there is uh an nil deal nil mm-hmm. deal floated their way hey all of a sudden they're happy back where they were and uh now again matt luke of course uh a former old miss coach and last season offensive line coach at georgia no longer you know he resigned from his position there so they do have a new position coach i don't know how much of a factor that plays into it but right certainly i mean it's it's got to play a factor man yeah you know right right yeah maybe he just you know in first first couple of days in camp here not uh, maybe not a fan of the new offensive line coach down <laughs> there but i will say let's do this real quick Shane. i just want to kick it over to kirby this was a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago he was talking about mims and just what the tremendous strides he's made since uh since last season you know the same way at offensive line we look at offensive line and i'm like man look how far amaris mims has come man look how far uh this guy's grown and gotten better devin willick i mean like like i want to see the players improve all right hey (laughs) if i'm mims i don't know if he's got an agent shane but uh i'd be cutting up this clip and sending it out to the rest of schools how about you that's exactly right. Put that thing, put it in a TikTok. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, hey, I tell you, man. If anything, I hope Tennessee's established a transfer portal, you know, pipeline for these offensive linemen out of Georgia. We will take them. So will everybody else in the country. I mean, there's 
like you said, it is not a position that they that you could just go out and find. You know, some of these kids they've had to comb for three or four years to get them to that starting left tackle position. Mims is a guy that steps in and just transforms a team that protects your best quarterback, you know, or your your biggest asset back there with the ball. So, uh, yeah, this is an interesting portal hit. I don't think it's the biggest one we've seen. Well, maybe physically, but <laughs> but but as far as as just changing a, a team's dynamics, but it is it it's up there, brother. All right, Shane. Uh, speaking of a team that uh, is going to have their well, they're not even technically having a spring game, but their spring is coming to a conclusion here in the next week. Let's kick it mm-hmm. on down to Fayetteville. Woo pig. Kendall Browse, the offensive coordinator. Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator. They met with the media here over the weekend, and Barry Odom had some viral comments. We all know the offers that Barry Odom has had. Basically, Mm -hmm. since he's got to Arkansas, he's done such a great job. (laughs) He's getting coordinator jobs offered to him left and right. Uh, There's been, you know, suggestions that, uh, you know, even a head coaching jobs may be floating his way, and he talks Mm -hmm. about that. So uh, let's kick it over to Barry Odom because Arkansas fans, man, they ate these comments up. And I think he will too, Shane. Sam has been very enthusiastic about the stability at coordinators. And I'm wondering, you, you've had options. What's kept you here for a third year and what, what's going on here? Yeah, there's going to be, I mean, if, if, you, if your players play really well, you're, you're, going, to have, you're going to have opportunities every year. That, that's not going to change. Um, my thought process on having an opportunity to come back with this group uh, another year was you know above above everything the most important thing number one uh the culture that sam Pittman has every day in our working environment you can't beat it uh i don't you know i've not worked that many places but you can't tell me it's better somewhere else i think we've got a great uh administrative support the fan base is the, the best i've ever seen it's it's unbelievable I believe with the team that we have, the way we've been able to recruit, my family is really happy here. I'm excited and happy to be here. I think we can achieve great success here. Uh, so all those things combined, um, if if there's an opportunity for me to be a, you know, I had opportunities as, you know, in, in um, you know, a couple of things this off season to be a head coach again. I'm not going to go take a head coaching position again just to say I did it. I don't I don't need that. My my ego doesn't need it. I don't need it. I'm having as fun as I've ever had coaching uh, being here. And I don't know if fun has anything to do with it, but I enjoy getting up and going to work every day. The student athletes that I've got a chance to coach right now, they're bought in. They like to play ball. They like to practice. They like to compete. They're doing a great job academically. It's a fun group to be around. Some day, some year, if a head coaching opportunity presents itself, then, then I may go make a run at it. But it's got to be the right fit with the right alignment. And, and uh, I feel like Arkansas is a special place. I feel like it is, um, you know, for me and my family and what we have going on defensively and program-wise, um, it's the best job in the country for me right now. All right, Shane. So, again, you hear comments like this. It's very, very easy to see why the Arkansas Razorbacks have turned around very quickly under Sam Pittman. And I thought it was great that uh, after I sent this out, uh, uh, Dave Bartu, my buddy down there, runs uh, CFB Matrix. You know, he tweeted me and said, you know, this is the best defensive coordinator in the SEC based on his grades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, again, this is 
you know, we give Sam Pittman all the credit in the world. He deserves it. But Barry Odom, too, right there has got to get, you know, almost equal credit, in my opinion, for what he's done with this Arkansas defense. And I think the best is, is yet to come for these Razorbacks. Absolutely. And, Mike, I'm, there's no way in, in hell I'm going anywhere. But if the right offer comes around, you know, it's like <laughs> one thing I love about it is it, it, it's repetitive, man. It's every time that that we get an open forum, you know, that's what they want to know. What's your next move? They just can't. They just can't believe that he's sticking around in Arkansas. But that's like you said, it's, it's the culture they've created down there, mm-hmm. and you know, these Arkansas fans are excited because how long has it been since since anybody has tried to poach coaches from the staff you know what i'm saying so right. this is this is what you want you want your you want to worry about your coordinators in the off season because the program that's that should show you that the program is definitely moving in the right direction and the fact that they're sticking around shows again what sam is able to do there in arkansas so it's it's a great story man and and, and i'm here for it and you know the one story shane underlining this whole arkansas thing and you know, I have no idea when Sam Pittman's going to retire. I'm not sitting here yeah. saying he's going to retire anytime soon, but that was out there before he got mm-hmm. the Arkansas job that he was kind of, you know, on the clearly on the back nine, kind of eyeing that mm-hmm. retirement. But, but of course, you get your dream job, that can certainly change things. So, right. hell, he may coach another 10 years at Arkansas. I hope he does. But <laughs> there may come a time, Shane, when if you got the best defensive coordinator in the SEC and you got Kendall Browse – Who's top five offense coordinator? Mm-hmm. And he, hell, but, but, you know, maybe by the end of this season, everybody sees him as the best offensive coordinator. You know, these guys are getting offers left and right to be coordinators, but I wonder if we ever get to a point, Shane, where it's almost <laughs> like a race to, to see which one of them is going to be the next Arkansas head coach because yeah. I don't think that Arkansas could do better. Uh, provided these guys, you know, want the job, and I'm, I'm sure they would if, if Sam Pittman were to retire. But both these guys seem very qualified. You know, you, mm-hmm. you'd you want an offensive guru or you'd want the best defensive coordinator in the SEC. I mean, may, maybe I'm putting the, the cart before the horse, but uh, I'm just thinking ahead of what an interesting dynamic that could potentially be one day. Well, yeah, and it just just what they're doing right now is what it's, what it's creating. I mean, think about this. When – Arkansas was not a place you wanted to go head coach. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason Sam Pittman is over there. It's not mm-hmm. that – he wasn't their first call, brother. Right. I, they, they, they had other shots. This is where they landed. But what he's done down there has made this job more and more attractive each season. So, yeah, there'll they'll come a time Sam, Sam decides to, to hang it up and walk away. But when he does, brother – I'm telling you, I love Coach Odom, but there's going to be a long line of other coaches that's going to want to come in. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And, and to, to further your point, Shader, you know, I, we had Brent Zerneman, a Texas A&M insider, on a long time ago. He said Chad Morris wanted that A&M job, and why wouldn't he? Uh-huh. But when, yeah. they, when they said no, he said, all right, I'll, I'll go be Arkansas coach. So, <laughs> you're right. It's, cut, it's, come a, it's certainly come a long way in a, in a short uh-huh. time there in Fayetteville. But speaking of the Aggies, Shane, let's – Jump on down to College Station where the Aggies just wrapped up spring practice there with their annual spring game. And, man, of course, all eyes on this quarterback competition shade. <laughs> and I got to be honest, after watching this. Who is it? Watching this Who's your guy, man? <laughs> I think we're further away from an answer than we were before, <laughs> man. 
Let me tell you, we come out here, Max Johnson, first he, first quarterback on the field. He goes three and out. You're like, oh, man, it, we go. It, old Max, he ain't going to do it, right? Haynes mm -hmm. King comes out, first drive, looks incredible, leads the team all the way down, has a 21-yard rushing touchdown, looks Looks Johnny Man Johnny Manziel <laughs> two point oh. Here's our guy. There. He's our guy. He's, He's our, our guy. guy. <laughs> and then Max Johnson responds with a forty nine yard rush touchdown drive. He looks incredible. And then Haynes King turns around and goes three and out. So it's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> now we're gonna play some uh, comments here from Jimbo in just a second. He keeps hitting on uh, you know it was a very windy day. I always mm -hmm. you know when they start saying stuff like that, I, f I feel like they're covering for yeah. the quarterback, but. Uh, you know, they really wanted to emphasize pushing the ball down the field, and there was not a lot of home runs hit with uh, any of the quarterbacks. They even put in Connor Wigman, the, the five-star true freshman, and he, he certainly looked good, Shane, but mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's a slight gap just based, just based purely on the spring game. Uh, Haynes King, Max Johnson, and then, and then slightly stepped down from Wigman, but they all look good, and at, at this point is that, in time – Is that your order right now? Right now, I'd probably say Haynes King won – Okay. Max Johnson too, but I mean we're really splitting hairs there. And yeah. then Wigman the freshman, I think I think he's a clear three just based on what I saw. But you know, based on some reports out there, he may be the starting quarterback. So again, that's right. that's how jumbled of a competition we got here in A and M and and I think Jimbo's playing it smart. He he won't really comment on it. He says, I, I gotta watch a film. You know, I mean he's not <laughs> he's not putting any quotes out there. Uh -huh. Make these guys work their ass off this summer and we mm -hmm. go into training camp. Everybody's on even ground. But honestly I could see any of the three winning it. But to me, Max Johnson, Haynes King, it's gonna be one of those guys, but it's it's a little you know, I'm not hitting the panic button, Shane, but this is this is what we've seen out of Max Johnson and Haynes King. Yeah. In, in from what we've seen them, just very sometimes they look spectacular, sometimes they don't look right. good. So, uh, very inconsistent from those guys. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm I'm nowhere close to an answer after seeing uh, the spring game. Oof. Yeah, yeah, you kind of like I I I was hoping one would step, like you said, the separation is what I was looking for, and <laughs> that second drive, you're just like, oh yeah. There's a guy. Yep. There's a guy. And then Big Bad Brad's son came out and is like, oh, wait, wait a minute. He's still got a little gas in the tank, you know? So I, 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 I'm I, torn on this myself. Uh, but, you know, I think you got two good serviceable quarterbacks. You know, that's 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 hard to have in the SEC, and that's something Texas A&M struggled with last year. So, um, you know, I, I'm going quite – I'm going to go to the opposite that you, you've got – two first seeders there you know it's just we just need to we need to i mean you're 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 giving away precious reps man you know so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get this thing you know ready by the time fall camp kicks off but mm -hmm. but man it's right now it's a tight race brother and then here's some good news here shade for all the aggies out there you know you said hell they signed so many five stars but most programs when you when you sign a five star you don't get that many you hope they live up yeah. to the hype they landed uh what some people are saying, the number one receiver in the country. I know Missouri fans will take issue with that, but regardless, Evan Stewart, the five-star freshman, Shane, he come out here, he looked the part, seven catches. Yeah. And here's the most interesting thing I got from the spring game, Shane. They handed out spring awards at halftime. Yeah. Evan Stewart, the freshman, true freshman, was named offensive MVP. And nice. when you got a guy early enroll – 
you know, they always use that. I hate when they say this, but he should be at high school prom right now. But <laughs> that's where this guy is, yet he's out here winning yeah. uh, offensive MVP for the Texas A&M Aggies, a team many people you know, have as a top 10 team in the country. That gives you an indication of how good of a player Evan Stewart is. Eucalyth Brown, the sophomore receiver, he was named – He was there was three, but one of the three named most improved offensive player – and then uh, Blake Smith, tight end, he caught a t- touchdown in this game. I'm hearing good things about him. And I say all that, Shane, to say this. Whoever wins this starting job is going to be surrounded by weapons. Yeah. There, there are no short of, shortage of weapons for the Texas A&M Aggies. So, you know, they have got to get this quarterback situation figured out, and they they got to get the right answer. But if they do, mm-hmm. this offense poised to, to really explode this fall in College Station, I really think. And- and that's what it is, Mike. It's, like I said, the reps, it's it's just knowing those weapons around you, knowing how, how they react and how where they're going to be. And it's the timing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just hope they wrap up this quarterback controversy quick. And uh, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. going to hurt a couple of parents' feelings. But, you know, get all in on somebody because, like you said, with all these weapons around, there's no reason that Texas A&M cannot make a run next year. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, just your overall evaluation of all three quarterbacks. I can't tell. Do I watch the film and what happened? Had a lot of drop balls and had a, and had some tough balls. You standing behind, just throwing good balls, and all of a sudden the wind just takes them and runs them. So, but you know, you got you got those days like that. If you're gonna throw it at 30 miles an hour and you're trying to throw it down the field, you got to figure out a way to do it. So I didn't. I mean, too many turnovers in that group right there. Got to play better. Had been playing much better during camp, but we'll look and see why. I can't always tell why when there was pressure or. I might have been looking downfield, had pressure or, you know, underneath route routes. And they had a lot of, quite a few drops today. I mean, we had, we had quite a few. We had to play better wide out, too. I wasn't very pleased in that regard. Drop ball, whether it's windy or not, you got to be able to catch a football and get where we get. But we'll look at that and see. I, I, I won't be able to judge until I watch the film. But nothing spectacular. But and, but had moments early when the wind wasn't as bad. We made a couple of really nice throws those first two or three drives and picked up some real nice third downs. And it just kept getting gustier and gustier. I'll check my – Phone had a little thing on it. it was 33, 33, 34 miles an hour, and it was just because once I started the ball, it just started shooting, and it wasn't good. But hey, you got, you got to play in those conditions. You got to figure out a way to do it. Jimbo, you've talked a lot about Evan Stewart already this uh, this spring, but to have a midterm freshman come in and be the offensive MVP. You just talk about what you've seen from him so well, far. Well, I mean the effort in the off-season program, not just on the field, off-season program. Every day in the off-season program, he was out front leading everybody, running, doing things, very productive in all the practices and scrimmages, and still has a long way to go. He's got a long way to work on what he's going, but has the potential. But his consistency day in, day out was was a thing that was very pleasing. Very pleasing. Read too much into a spring game, but y'all threw the ball deep about I think I counted about ten times. We were trying to, and then it wasn't, and it wasn't today to do it. Like if you were calling plays today, you couldn't do that because you'd have to pick because of the wind. But we wanted to get those opportunities. Just, we had it planned that way. We wanted to try to create big plays down the field, and we also didn't want to create a lot of piles. When you keep running the ball in spring games, you get this far. There's no sense to create a bunch of piles and get a bunch. When you create piles, that's where everybody gets hurt. So we were trying to, which we've done all spring. We've thrown the ball down the field very well when, on days that we didn't have the wind, and that ball kept. But still, if you, I wanted to keep doing. It. I don't care if you had to win. Let's see what happens and see if who can make plays or make catches or no explosive plays is a huge reason you win, and it's a huge reason if you give them up on defense that you lose. And that and turnovers those are two of the most important stats that are out there today, and uh, we've we've gotten better at it this spring, and we're going to continue to get better. And we had an emphasis all spring. We're going to throw the ball down the field. So we can take that as an indication. Yeah, you got to. You got to be able to create play. Everywhere season. I've ever been before. I mean, last year we didn't do it as much. 
injuries and a receiver lost two or three of the receivers and things, but we're going to take shots down the field. You've got to be able to do it and you've got to be able to create it. So you got to practice them and go. And we're going to continue to do them. Got to. Jimbo, obviously just the spring game, but we saw Max make several plays with his feet. Obviously, you know, yeah, I, I, as I said, that's what I've been telling you. I mean, he runs better than you give him credit. Everybody thinks of him as a pocket passer, but he has really good mobility and good feel in the pocket, and he can run. I mean, he can do that. And uh, like I said, he's continued. He's had a good solid spring, and last scrimmage really threw the ball well. And, uh, you know, it was, very, it was a very, like I said, it wasn't a surprise to me because I've seen it every day in practice. But to some folks, they didn't think he could move as well. And he's a, he's a very good athlete. All right, Shane, moving on to Kentucky. It was the Ice Bowl, like I said, uh, here in 2022. But uh, mm -hmm. we had a blizzard, but we actually you – know, the field was cleared by the time they kicked this thing off, Shane. And yeah. they did it a little different there in Kentucky. I like the way they did it. They, did, uh, they didn't keep score, which was interesting, but – they had the first-team offense versus the first-team defense, and they, and they had the, yes. the twos against the twos, and I think that's kind of – that's the best way to do it. And the main takeaway from this one, Shane, I wanted to see this offense, of course, with uh, their new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. Did it look vastly different? No. They kept it pretty vanilla, in my opinion. But the key takeaway, Shane, Will Levis, he – stood out in this in this game yes. to me now he only had a two series shame but it was that he drove the length of the field scored a touchdown on both of them uh, one mm -hmm. one pass to chris rodriguez the running back so it's, it's good to see rodriguez getting more and more involved in the passing game and then they have a true freshman step up dane keen who is the number one overall prospect from the state of kentucky another true freshman stepping up here in the sec you love to see it and this Virginia Tech transfer, Shane, that everyone's hyping up Trayvon Williams. You know, I don't – again, I always say it's very unfair. You, we cannot compare him to Wandale Robinson. I mean, that guy was like right. a, a revelation. But he looked fully capable <laughs> of filling into yeah. that role, so to speak. I mean, he's not going to have 120 receptions, whatever Wandale had last year. But, you know, he'll, right. he'll probably give you 80 and, and hopefully – a you know, a thousand yards or something like that. I could see yeah. that in his, and that's all you really need with Chris Rodriguez with a with a star quarterback. And I think I may be undervalued how good Will Levis is because mm. of how sharp he looked. Again, going against the first team defense, he he really did anything he wanted here in the Kentucky spring game, and I, I was very impressed by Will Levis. I, I I I'm with you on the ones and ones because then you could really because a lot of times you're like. You're watching these games, and you're like, man, you're trying to figure out, does their offense suck or the defense? You know, it's like it's, it's never who's good. But but Will coming out there and, and connecting on dimes, it was it's clear that, uh, that he's ready to take the next step, which is important because I thought what he was able to do last year was phenomenal. But there was there were some games, there were some moments that we, we wondered, is this the dude? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, just – he felt like a team leader, you know. Uh, last year, he felt like he was trying to fit in, or he was, you know, he 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 slowly but surely became that product. But he came out like a captain this time, man, and and that's what I want to see from my quarterback, and and I wanted to see from this offense. You're right; it was vanilla. It didn't really show us a lot of anything, but you know what we did see were the key players making key moves, and uh, I I. I 
I'm telling you, Kentucky's going to be scary this year, brother. A lot of people – it's, it's funny. It's so funny. How many years can they do well and people still – I don't know, you know. That's, <laughs> it, last year was a fluke. What, what about the last four years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm really liking this program, and, and I expect them to, uh, to create some havoc in the East, brother. Yeah, and I think, it, like, Kentucky did us a favor going ones-on-ones because when you bring yeah. back a senior quarterback – and, you know, these the format of these games, they're not touching the quarterback. So, right. they have no fear. You really need to see the <laughs> offense lead the way. If the, if, mm-hmm. if the offense does not lead the way and you got a, a senior quarterback with, with plenty of experience, and I don't care if he's going against the ones or not, he you know, the offense, if they don't win the day, we got issues. Because yeah. Springs is not set up for – a defensive showcase. I mean, there's there's no head hunting. They're not trying to kill anybody. But uh, so that was a great sign, I thought, from Will Levis. Chris Rodriguez, he looked uh, – he didn't play a ton, but he looked pretty solid. And, and one guy I was really looking for, Jatuan McClain, the, the backup running back. You know, he is starting to emerge there with Cavassier uh-huh. Smoke. So we got a three-headed monster once again. Again. <laughs> at running back for Kentucky. So, yeah, I, I think this offense – He's probably going to be the best. I'm trying to think of, you know, that Lynn Bowden. I mean, that sure was fun. I mean, they were <laughs> running over every, yeah. everybody they faced. But it just wasn't balanced enough to, uh, to, right. to get the deal done against elite SEC opponents. This offense could be. And like I said, we've not even seen uh, a Kentucky defense at full force in a, in a showcase game like this. So as long as uh, that defense continues to take strides, they, this should mm-hmm. be the best D-line D they've ever had. This may be the best linebacking core in the SEC with all the guys they got returning there. Kentucky, like you said, they're going to be a problem this year. Yeah, and, and the running game, man. You've you got a three-headed monster. we got to, we got to keep – that's one thing. We, we always talked about those big uglies up front at Kentucky, and they've, and they've seemed to always reload. But it felt like times last year we had a little – tough time getting that running game going which put that weight on Will's shoulders and and for this Kentucky team to work man it's got to be balanced it can't just be one guy out there doing it all so um, that's what I felt like I saw a little bit more of the spring game it wasn't all one guy Uh, it was a team effort but it was led by Will so um, yeah this is going to be an exciting year wasn't a lot of fans and I hate that a lot of them didn't get out there but I tell you there's a lot of people happy in Lexington brother I bet old Ollie was up there. What do you think? <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. I guarantee he was making snow angels on the sideline. You know? <laughs> this was the first time the fans have gotten to see uh, Rich Gangrello's offense. Uh, what would you have to say about how you like the offense today? Uh, it, it's, you know, when it's all said and done, we'll, we'll, we're very excited about where we're going. You know, we, we, we had, uh, again, we were relatively basic today, um, but uh, there's quite a bit of carryover. You can see some nuances. Uh, you probably aren't used to seeing a fullback back there sometimes. So, uh, you know, that was a, that's a little different. But really, you're just moving the, the, the uh, tight end around, you know, when you're playing with 12 personnel and how you move them, what you do with them and create different looks. But uh, there's a lot we could do that way. But, uh, but you know, we're excited about where we're heading with the offense. What's kind of impressed you most of the game? Uh, obviously, you had a, had a drop early and then kind of showed maturity by making a couple of big plays after that. Yeah, he, he has a really good feel for the game. You know, he really doesn't, uh, for a guy that could be, you know, playing or, you know, playing spring sports in, in high school right now, um, you know, he's, he's very mature in his approach. He's, he's been very consistent 
with young guys, you have a tendency to see them have some ups and some downs. And uh, of course, that'll be the case with him. But he's more consistent than, than most younger people I've seen. Uh, he has a, I like the way he approaches it. He's very mature. And he also has a very good feel for it. The talent's there. But there's also some things that the, the understanding of the game that you, you can tell very early that he has that. You mentioned well, uh, he, the confidence obviously didn't go anywhere. He scrambled, tried to you know run a couple guys over there. Yeah. On that one, just what you see out of him, and just how his confidence just will not go away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna dive and put his head down in a spring game when I'm blowing the whistle. I mean, that that's that's the only thing I was upset about him with him today. But uh, no, I mean he's you know he's he's a competitor uh, as I've mentioned. I mean. You all see it. I mean, every time he takes the field, he's trying to get better. He's competing. He's he's worried about being the best player for himself. He knows he'll help us um, when he does that. But he's very driven, and he's getting better in a lot of ways. You know, I felt like he was a little off on one throw today. But, uh, you know, most of the time he looked uh, very smooth and very clean. I'm sure Rich and him will watch the film and look at the footwork and all the little things that he's working on to become a, a, a even better player. What do you feel like your group has proved here this spring? You know, Pardon me? Through the practices today, what is your group proving? What are they showing you that, that what they're making? The team? Or the, what, uh, the, the team is, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I know them. I'm around them all the time, and uh, their approach is very consistent. And, uh, you know, we're constantly striving to get better. Each, as I, I tell them each and every day, each person needs to take that and fundamentally try to get better in, in, in any area of weakness or the things they do well, continue to improve on it. Things where they're falling short, work hard at it. And if they individually get better, then, you know, we can't help but collectively as a group get better. But you have to have that mindset each and every day. It gets a little monotonous through the spring. It's a long time. These guys are up early every day, and we practice or we're meeting or they're lifting and things like that, and you have to stay consistent. All right, Shane, last team here. Got to hit on the spring game, the Auburn Tigers and the War Damn Eagle. Again, it's always funky how these teams, you know, they, they switch it up the format and you never mm -hmm. know what you're going to get. For the Tigers, Shane, it was first team offense versus second team defense, second team offense versus first team defense, and they only did eight-minute quarters and a running clock. And by the time the first drive was over, it was second quarter. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like they were trying to get out of there in a hurry, but uh, – they basically went hurry up the entire time on the offense. And, you know, Zach Calzada did not play. He's been very limited this spring. Right. Had, had a, I, be, I believe it was a shoulder, non-throwing shoulder injury that, uh, or not injury, but uh, just a cleanup surgery. So he's expected to be full go by the fall. And he may be our leader in the clubhouse, Shane, based on what I mm -hmm. saw. But, man, I, I hate to say this, but I think T.J. Finley just kind of is who he is at this point. You know, he'll, yeah. he'll come out here with, like, a, just a terrible overthrow, and then he'll come out here and drop an incredible dime. But yeah, we've seen it for two years now, Shane, and, and we're going into year three, and it looks the same as it's always looked. So, you know, he – hell, he won him the Georgia State game. Let's give him credit. Yeah. He played well at times. Damn near beat Alabama. I'm not saying T.J. Finley can't play quarterback, but he may be the best backup in the SEC because I came away, Shane – Loving this Robbie Ashford kid, transfer from Oregon, much smaller than T.J. Finley, but a much faster athlete. He seemed accurate. And, again, he was leading the second team Auburn offense against the first team defense. And I thought he was 
a better player there than T.J. Finley in this spring game. So, you know, they have got some major, major questions to answer in training camp uh, when the season's coming around because then we're going to throw Calzada into this mix. And, again, I'm yeah. I'm further from knowing who the quarterback's going to be at Auburn, but I just – just based on what I've seen and, and based on what I've, I've heard – this spring, I just I don't think it's going to be T.J. Finley. No, I mean, it, Mike, if it if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a damn duck. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. we know what T.J. is, and and we keep we keep highlighting his highlights and sometimes ignoring the downs. You know that, like you said, just the overthrows and the just boneheaded mistakes out there and. and, and you know, it's just – I don't know, man. I just – I don't like – I just don't think he's the guy. And uh, I hate to say it because, you know, I always I always root for these kids, man. I'm always looking for one just to pop and, mm-hmm. and maybe just finally understand the game and, and, and can, you know, do his progressions better, you know. or it, But it's just – some folks just can't, man. They may have, you know, a, a freaking cannon, which he does – but you know, an arm can only get you so far. It's 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 a, com- a complete total package. And Auburn is going to need a quarterback that's more consistent. A, they're going to need they're going to need a quarterback to win damn games, not just Georgia State games. You know, I'm saying that if they to keep Brian's job, we're going to have to we're going to have to get the most out of this quarterback. And I think we've seen. What a what an ideal situation looks like with TJ. So I, I think it's time to close that. But again, it's spring. Here I am overreacting. I tried not to overreact in the spring. You know, maybe it was just you know new coordinator. Just, just you know, you got to remember this is a new offense, new new faces, there's uh, new weapons out there. So maybe this thing gets a little more fine tuned in the in the fall. But Right now, it's 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 hard for me to to come away from this game thinking you know TJ's got a shot at this thing. Yeah, and and the, the Auburn was down on several starting offensive linemen, so maybe that played a factor. Like you said, we don't want right. to completely overreact, but I will say, Shane, uh, the tight end Shanker. I mean, he looked solid as ever. He he <laughs> had a fantastic season last year, but aside from him. Tank Biggs, Bigsby did catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. I guess mm-hmm. I, we got to include him as well. But beyond that, man, we the receivers yeah. are we're looking kind of rough here at Auburn. Uh, lots of drops. Now, I mean, there were there was a player or two made, no doubt. But man, when we have quarterback questions, offensive line questions, receiver questions, <laughs> they better have one hell of a defense down there at Auburn. <laughs> is, is all I'm saying because I don't know. How, it may take a little while for to get this offense up and off the ground. And I don't know, again, outside of uh, their outstanding running back, their great tight end, I don't know how many other weapons they're going to have in this offense. And and their ones, I think, are, are definitely going to have to utilize the transfer portal to get a game breaker or two in the portal if they can. Yeah, they may lead the the nation in trick plays next year, Mike. You know, <laughs> halfback passes. It's gonna be tank to the left, tank to the right. Let's see if Tank can throw down the field. <laughs> see it on the field, <clears throat> Coach. Uh, the quarterback. You know, uh, it's a big conversation. Is it? What, what you did? Yeah, last year. yeah. You want you want to talk about the QBs? Yeah. So yeah, what you did last year with with Bo and, and TJ. Are you kind of doing that again? And are, are you? Is it wide open? Or are you going to wait until? Zach gets a little better, and there's a chance that Robbie could potentially start on this team. Yeah, well, we haven't we haven't named a starter, all right. So, 
uh, I would say every guy at that position has a chance to be the guy. And so, um, at least as far as I know, uh, we haven't named one. And that's okay. And those guys know that. That's not, that's not a knock on any one of them. It's just this competition continues. And what I've told our players, I mean, they're going to get their opportunities and the best players will play. That's how it should be. So, um, and, you know, what we did last year or, or the perception of that and is really has no impact on what we're doing moving forward. All right, we're going to decide who a quarterback is. That will happen before we go out there and play. And those guys, um, if it's one guy, if it's other guys that deserve to play, we'll find a role for them on the field. And that's, that's no different for me. You know, we play a lot of guys on offense and defense, and, and sometimes as a quarterback, there's one guy out there. But if you deserve to play, we can find a role somehow, some way. So all those guys, and including Zach, Zach didn't get many reps. We didn't get to see Zach today. We can't put him out there. He's got a shoulder injury. Um, but every single rep Zach has had an opportunity to take, I think he's done a pretty good job. So he's going to be in the mix. He's going to be cleared and able to go out there and participate all right, like everybody else. And so come fall, he'll have his, the opportunity just like these guys. We're going to have to, at some point after that first scrimmage in fall, we got to hone it down to, right, here's our top guys, get them more reps, and then make a decision. And, and when we do, uh, we'll name a starter, and then that doesn't mean that other guys won't have a role somewhere on this team. But I like what, what TJ has done this spring. And TJ has played. TJ's got a good command of the offense. Um, TJ has really stepped up as a leader. Uh, it was good to see Robbie go out there and play. Robbie's learning a whole new system. Robbie played baseball. This is the first time just playing football. And um, he's learning something new. You know, he was at Oregon before. You got Zach coming in. He played at A&M. He's learning. And those guys are up there all the time trying to get as much information as they can before they go on the field and practice. Holden is a freshman, and, and I know this, like after practice six and seven, there's a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot to digest. And even Holden went out there today and just clipping down the field, made a great throw at the end. Um, it was good to see him just cut it loose in play. So all those guys, they're all competing for that spot, and they're all doing everything they can to put themselves in the best position to succeed so our team our team can go out there and win, so our offense can be productive. And so, yeah, I mean, all the, and, but they're, you know, they all get along. Um, you got Sawyer Payton there, Trey Lindsey. Those guys are, are part of that as well. So that entire group of quarterbacks, yeah, they're competing, but they're also trying to make sure that whoever does play is going to be a guy that makes a difference for this football team. And we go out there and, and actually play against another opponent and try to win games. Brian, uh, sorry, I'm going back to quarterbacks. Uh, I'm sure there was going to be another one on that, yes. Uh, as far as Robbie, you say he's learning a new system and he hasn't played for two years. How important for him was it to come and in today and kind of get that rust off of playing in a live, kind of a live game? Yeah, well, these, so one of, I think one of Robbie's strengths is going to be live. And it's not his fault that he doesn't get the chance to do that. All right, we control that. And... And that's what I'm saying. You know, a guy swings his arm out there. You know, is that really going to be a sack with Robbie? Probably not. You know, I mean, he's he's very very athletic, and you guys could see that today. Um, as far as like the rust, I mean, he he was working hard up to the first practice. You know, the first practice you're getting out there, and I, I really believe this too. For a quarterback, it's not just when you get into a competitive or a game situation. Like every rep you take, 
routes on air, um, seven on sevens, like all that. You've got to be thinking about the game because there's just so many factors that, that are happening around you at all times. And so I would say Coach Keesaw, um, Coach Hartline in that quarterback room, they've done a good job of making sure those guys just mentally when they go in, they're ready. You know, they're focused and and I get it. It's hard to it's seven on seven. I don't have anybody rushing me. I got kickers out there with bags on their hands uh, to get yourself in that game mode. But I think our guys did a pretty good job of that. And then today, just going out there and playing, it was good. You know, he did some good things. Got the ball out of his hands, made some good throws. Um, you got to rush, you know, simulating, hey, playing real football and what he would do. I thought he did that today in those situations. Hey, Brian, yeah, well, I'm not going to get into all that. I mean, that's that's really kind of family business right there. So we'll just leave it at that, I guess. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, well, uh, I think that's all I got on this episode. Yeah. You got anything uh, before we jump off the line? No. Like I said, it was just good to see a little college football, you know. We're, we're, we're getting there, gang. We're getting yeah. there. This is April. We got May. Then, then June, things start really firing up. July, I mean, then we're starting to see some of these kids show up, and it's, it's, it's ready, man. So, it was nice. Uh, you know, there was a couple of injuries, you know, that we didn't want to see. But for the most part, it seemed like a pretty, so far, knock on wood, uh, a pretty clean offseason. So uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the next chapter. Who we got Who we got scrimmaging uh, this week again? So we got uh, Florida Gators on Thursday night. Okay. That's going to be a fun one. And then on Saturday is going to be all out. Shane, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, I, I believe Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South mm. Ca- South Carolina. It's it's basically the entire rest of the SEC. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be quite a bit of action to break down this time next week. Nice. And, man, I'll be soaking it all up because <laughs> after that, then there's a big old And then drop. rewatch it. Yeah, <laughs> then rewatching it for four months. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so uh hey brother it's getting kind of late so let's kick, all right let's cut this one but uh, i do appreciate you as always i appreciate each and every yep. one of you for hanging out as always we'll catch you on the next one all right <laughs> see you guys go ball